So I haven't talked about the pandemic and how it's affected students yet, but today I'm gonna tackle that. So it's been very challenging time for students. Some students have gone into depressions, they've stopped completing assignments, their grades have suffered, others have done just fine. But I think the norm is it has affected many students adversely. Now the inspiration for this podcast came from an article from the Wall Street Journal it came out on May 14, 2021 by Yori Ko, K-A-K-O-H. And the title of the article is Lessons from Remote School Captured by Twin Sisters Who Pulled Through. So this is a story that they followed two twin sisters who are 15 years old, and they talked about their fall from grace with their grades and in their behavior that happened because of COVID. I want to tell you what happened. I also want to share what my lessons that I think that we can learn from this on how we can overcome challenges in our life. COVID has been a big challenge for everybody, but just like anything, it's a challenge. And in challenges, there are lessons and there are things that we can get out of this so that it can make us better and stronger than before. If you're able to get your hands on the Wall Street Journal article, I highly recommend that you read it, but I'll just cover some of the highlights. So basically, like I said, these are two twin sisters. One of them, um, I, let me start off by saying they're both excellent students. One of the twin sisters had a 3.9 grade point average, 3.9. I don't know if that was weighted or unweighted, but either way, it's a high grade point average. I don't know what the other sister had, but she the impression I'm getting from the article was she was also getting very great grades. But by early January of, I believe, this year, with one month left to go in the semester, one of the twins was failing one of her classes and barely passing two others, and the other twin was failing half of her six classes. Now, what's remarkable about the twin who is failing half of her six classes is this is the one with the 3.9 grade point average. So there's definitely some lessons that we can learn from their experience. And I want to first go over the description of the article. So the article noted that high school juniors and seniors across the board have showed the worst drop off among all students for remote learning. And what's interesting about it is the article talks about that, you know, juniors and seniors are the ones that seem to have the most at risk because they're about to graduate, they're about to go to college, and yet they're the ones that are completing fewer assignments and attending class less often the longer that they're away from school. Also, many students have seen their mental health deteriorate. And the article talks that, uh, about psychologists saying that the cause of this, um, they're, they're psychologists that specialize in educational research, and they say that being in a physical classroom around other students is critical for many students to excel and succeed. And so what happened was after the shutdown for COVID, they, they saw that attendance uh, deteriorated students who are dropping out of advanced placement classes uh, more than ever before. Uh, many of the school staff, they said that made visits to a hundred home visits to find students that are basically hiding and not showing up to class. And by the middle of the first term, this school that these twins went to, 
they handed out three times as many Fs as they had in the previous year. What was interesting about the article was that it came as a complete surprise to the girls, their parents, and their teachers that they were struggling with online learning. You would think that with the grades that they were getting, that they would still continue to excel, but they weren't. There was a problem. So what was it that was causing this problem? Now, I guess from the whole article, they believe that the cause is just a matter of you need to be around other people, you need to be engaged. And without having that and then turning to online, that it was just non-engagement with others was just creating an environment that was basically just destructive for a lot of students. Now, the thing that uh, these girls started to do, as I'm sure a lot of students did, is they're at home now, right? They don't have the parental supervision. Their parents are off at work. They're not at school. They're not in front of the teachers. A lot of them aren't even showing their actual faces on video. They're just putting a little picture avatar, and who knows if they're even paying attention. And so when the, uh, when the cat's away, the mice will play. And the article talks about how the girls binge-watched 17 seasons of Grey's Anatomy while FaceTiming with their friend. I find that pretty incredible. I mean, 17 seasons, I don't know how many episodes there are per season, but let's say there's at least 10. That's 170 episodes. So it seems to me, just from reading this article, this wasn't just a matter of that they're having trouble understanding and learning online. It's look what they're doing with their time. If they're binge watching 17 seasons of that TV show and FaceTiming with their friends, who knows what else they're, they're doing. But the bottom line is they're at home. It's a completely different environment and there are distractions everywhere and they definitely took advantage and maximized the distractions and i also read how the girls were struggling to stay awake in the first few months of their online classes and that i mean maybe you could relate to this and you were doing it as well is that you know they're sleeping through classes in the morning waking up at noon but as each period would begin they would set their alarm to when class was going to start, check in, and then check out, go back to sleep like the snooze button. And they're doing this, I guess, three times in the morning just to, to make attendance. Any of you guys doing that? And uh, one of the girls was saying it was really hard to digest the PowerPoint lectures. Now, if you heard any of my other podcasts, I never understood what was happening in class anyways. I had to go home and teach it to myself. So I get that the curriculum or the presentation is different because you're looking at a PowerPoint presentation, but how much is it really different, the learning experience, than when you're in class? A teacher is either going to be on a board, writing things, um, maybe doing PowerPoint presentations in class. I don't know what, the, what they're doing these days, but saying that it's hard to digest the PowerPoint lectures, is it really that much harder or is it a matter of that kids are staying awake super late, they're not getting enough sleep, and so when they're not even waking up in the morning, their brains, your brains are just not going to function as well as if you got a full night's rest. I mean, the science and the research has already shown that you need sleep. And if you're not going to get enough sleep, you're not going to perform at a high level. Your brain hasn't fully recuperated. And that is likely the reason why it's hard to digest the PowerPoint lectures because the students are too 
tired and they're not sleeping enough. And obviously there's a little bit of an adjustment to having a teacher right in front of you, but you still have a teacher that is explaining it in PowerPoint. So I'm not ready to just give in and say, well, it's the PowerPoint lectures and it's impossible to digest and that's why I'm failing. I don't believe that because I never understood anything that was going on in class, but I was committed to going home and learning it. But I will accept that there has to be some kind of a little drop off because it's it's something that people, you know, that you're not used to. But after hearing about all of these binge watching on, on uh, Grey's Anatomy and, and distractions, I think that that has probably a larger part to do with it and the lack of sleep. But what is real, and I believe 100%, is the, um, the twins started, um, or at least their parents started to see signs of depression in both of the girls. Um, again, I talked about they're sleeping until noon, but isn't that what teenagers do? I know I always slept till noon um, on the weekends to catch up and sleep. But the thing is, I totally get like the depression because if you're not around other people, that's not good. If you start isolating yourself, that's not good. I basically always worked for myself. And the problem is, it sounds like a great thing. Hey, you're working for yourself. You're working at home. But the problem is you're not around other people. And um, usually the highlight to my day was going to the post office. And I started to realize like, wow, if the highlight to my day is going to the post office, I have problems. So being around other people and having a social life is very important. And if you start getting depressed, now you have these challenges that are affecting your mental well-being. You're not going to have the motivation and it's going to start interfering with your ability to start learning. So if they're having trouble with these PowerPoints, being depressed is certainly not going to help them understand that. So you just add that as a double whammy. But like with anything, there are consequences. And this is this is what happened. So one of the twins, it says that she was the first to snap out of it. She was tired of not being able to understand what was happening in class. It's like join the club. That was like my entire experience in high school. I always had to figure it out when I got home. And she started talking to her parents, started listening to her parents' advice. She had never failed a class before. And basically, she's now operating out of fear because she wanted to be a surgeon. And she's thinking maybe that's not going to happen. So she started tackling all of her overdue assignments. She started to snap out of it and realizing like, this isn't working. I need to do something. And the article quotes her. She said, quote, I just feel like I just lost myself. What am I doing? Why am I not trying why am I not passing all of my tests, unquote? And the key thing there is what she's talking about is she's not even trying. So if, if you're getting depressed or you're starting to have mental health issues, those are things that are going to cause you not to try. Being in a new environment where you don't have other people to, like your teachers, to put pressure on you or, or to have that social engagement, these are things that can cause them not trying. So she wasn't failing and literally, she was failing three out of six classes with a 3.9 grade point average. She wasn't failing because she didn't have the aptitude or ability. She's basically saying, I'm not even trying. you know. And, and, and so she's understanding this. So the first thing she did was, and this is key, she emailed her teachers for help. When you start isolating, you stop asking for help. And as soon as she reached out, 
there were her teachers there to help her. She said, quote, I literally want to curl up in a ball, but I'm working hard. So despite feeling not her best, she kept persisting. She kept working hard. And in other podcasts, I talk about the importance of reaching out to your teachers. They're the ones giving the grades. They're the ones that, that want to help you, but they can't help you if you're not reaching out to them. And don't just wait until you're in dire straits and fail in a class to go ask for help. Engage with your teachers. Make it a habit that as often as you can, every day, every other day, you're going to them to check in with them to get help. That engagement is going to help you. And one of the twins said, quote, it took me so long of just laying in bed, sleeping through all of my classes to finally realize this is my future, unquote. Sometimes you have to just hit rock bottom and feel the consequence of not getting what you want to snap out of it. You're just lying in bed. You're depressed. You don't feel like doing anything. And you know you should be doing things. You just don't feel like doing it. And then you start to realize, like, wait a second. This isn't what I want. I'm going to miss out on what it is uh, that I want to do on my future, on my dreams. And so I think it's awesome that she was able to recover from being at rock bottom to realize, like, you know, I'm just, I'm not doing anything. And I, I, need, I need to do something. I need to pull myself out of this. Because what she's experiencing through school is what you're going to experience in life. Life is just like this. You're going to have challenges. You're going to get knocked down. But what are you going to do about it? When she was knocked down, she got up because she realizes this isn't what I want. This isn't my future. So it's okay to get knocked down. It's not okay to stay down. You have to get up. I love the dedication that I saw that I read about next in the article is they said that one of the girls what pulled an all-nighter and when her first online class had started in the morning she had she had been all up all night but she had plowed through all the assignments um getting them done through the night another twin worked until one o'clock in the morning trying to get these assignments done and trying to save her 3.9 grade point average but what she found out was it wasn't enough uh the 3.9 student got an F in English and got an F in chemistry. And she started to wonder whether or not she was going to graduate. But the Fs are not failures. She should not feel badly about that. But look at what caused this, right? We know from what the article saying that the cause was that she needed the social engagement to be around other students and be in an environment to thrive. And left to her own devices at home, she fell apart. A 3.9 grade point average to get two Fs in English and chemistry. But there's feedback there. There's nothing she could do. She can't go back to school when it's closed down. But there's there are lessons that I want to talk about. What can we learn in this situation so that she doesn't get those Fs? There's a lesson here. You don't want to just accept the fact that, well, I'm just somebody that thrives in a classroom environment. That may be true, but now you're not in a classroom environment. So what can you create at home so you can also thrive? It may not be the same experience and as good as actually going to class, but you now have a challenge and you have to overcome it. And these are the challenges that you're going to have in life. Things are not going to go your way. Things are not always going to be optimal, but what can you do to still persevere and succeed 
in spite of the challenges and obstacles in front of you. So here are some of my observations from reading this article. Number one, I think it proves that getting great grades has nothing to do with how smart you are. This girl was a 3.9 student and she failed three of her six classes. It had nothing to do with her ability or how smart she was. It was about her being engaged and doing the work. Also, it's about how hard you work at it. If you work hard at something, you're going to get the result than if you're not even trying. She said she wasn't even trying. I did a podcast, like I think my the last podcast, Michael Jordan was saying, as soon as you get away from the fundamentals, and one of the fundamentals was, was work ethic, the bottom is just going to drop out. When I got my first B in high school in the as a junior, the bottom fell out for me. I quit. I was no longer interested or engaged in school or grades. I stopped trying, just like the twin was saying. She stopped trying. I knew why I stopped trying, because I just didn't care anymore. So as soon as that work ethic stopped, the grade stopped. And that's what happened with the twins, and it's what happened to me when I was in the 11th grade. The third thing is, the third lesson is, it's about having a routine and structure. When you're in school, what's great about it is you have a structure and you have a routine. First period for me was eight o'clock to nine o'clock. That's probably still true for you. You have a second period from nine to 10. From 10 to 10, 15, we would have snack time and go eat and socialize. And then at 10, 15 to whatever time, you go through your other periods and you have lunch and then school ends. So there's a very strict routine and there's a structure and everything's driven by the bell and go, 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 go. And you start running, running to it. Now, some people might complain about that routine and structure and say, wow, I wish I could just go home or I don't really want to be here or whatever. But there was a quote that I heard a long time ago and it was, it said, given leisure, man will self-destruct. And think about that. Given leisure, man will self-destruct. Well, that's like another way of saying, if you don't have any structure and you don't have any routine, you're going to self-destruct. The fourth lesson is that you need to be engaged with other people. There are actually studies out there that people live longer when they socialize and interact with others. The problem is when people get older and older, they tend to self-isolate. I think there was a place in in Asia or Japan where people are living past 100, a lot of people. And one of the things that they see that's common factor is the level of social engagement. They're all interacting. And when you're self-isolated at home because of COVID, you're, you're physically isolated from your friends, from your teachers, and from others. And so you need to find a substitute for how are you going to be engaged. So it's not just watch um, Zoom calls for school, but you're going to have to find time to have Zoom calls with your friends um, online. That has to be part of your routine and structure. Lesson number five is if you isolate, you can get depressed and become unhappy. That's kind of close to lesson number four. It's the same thing. You you need to, to socialize with other people. I talk about the importance of not becoming a 
one-dimensional student where all you do, like I did eight to 10 hours a day with study, it's so important to engage with others, to interact with people because it's going to positively affect your mental health. Uh, the sixth lesson is deciding what is it that you like to do? If you're locked in because of COVID, you can't interact and physically do things with others and play sports or go to movies or whatever, but you need to find out what is it that you like to do? Is it watching movies? Is it listening to music? Is it playing sports? Um, is it talking to friends? And you have to make time for that. You have to make time for what it is that you like and fit it into your schedule. When you're in school, you're in school. You're not playing video games. There's a time and place for school. And then outside of that, there's a time and place for you to focus on what is it that you like to do. Particularly if you're locked in because of COVID, it's more important than ever to make sure that you're doing what you like to do and that you're engaging with others, at least if it's just online on a regular basis, to keep your sanity um, so you don't get depressed and, and get so isolated. So my own personal experience is I've always worked for myself for the last 20 years. I've worked from home. And it's interesting because I have had a kind of a lifestyle of what people are experiencing for the first time with working at home from COVID. I had a 20-year head start. And what I realized was it was difficult. I thought working from home was the dream and working, having to go to an office would be uh, a nightmare. But what I realized is having a regular job gives you structure and you're accountable to other people. When you're working at home, you have to create your own structure. Given leisure, you'll self-destruct. Without that structure, you could self-destruct. And, and it's hard. I'm at home. There are so many distractions. What I usually do when I'm at home, watch TV or, or just relax. But to also turn on the switch and say, now suddenly I have to work in a place that I'm used to not working. So one of the things that I did was I said, okay, I'm going to start dressing up. So every day I'm at home, nobody's going to see me other than my girlfriend. I start dressing up in a suit as if I was going to court or if I was going to the office. And so that kind of just made me feel like I did if I was around other people. And it helped a bit. One of the, the girls in the article talked about that she started to get some type of routine. She would wake up early in the morning. She'd make coffee. Then she'd uh, turn on both laptops for her and her sister. And then she would go uh, wake up her sister. And then they'd go to the kitchen table and they would get dressed up. And they would, they would turn on the video instead of hiding behind a picture or an avatar and start engaging in school. So the key thing there was there was a routine and there was a structure that she had to create. Even though you're at home, you have to bring some level of formality to it. Another thing that I think is going to be very helpful is while you're studying, it's important that you take breaks. During those breaks, listen to your favorite songs, but don't get off track. Just listen to like a song for like three to five minutes, dance if you want to, get yourself all happy, and get right back to it. When people work out, they listen to music, it keeps them motivated, it keeps them engaged. And so if all you're doing is just reading, 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 reading for an hour at a time, that's too long to be studying for an hour at a time. Uh, study for shorter periods of time. And during those periods, take a lot of breaks, take three to five minute breaks, listen to a favorite song, dance, and get right back to it so that you you keep yourself like in an upbeat mood. If you're studying um, you know, in the afternoon, so it's like school's over, 
have a create the structure. So have a predetermined time with your friends that you're going to do it together, whether it's just some, one other friend or multiple friends that says at this particular time at five o'clock, seven o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever, we're going to get on Zoom and we're just going to talk and communicate, um, hopefully not about school, just get it completely out of your mind. And while you're studying, you're like, okay, I've got two hours until we're going to get on a call and we're going to socialize and you keep it to like 15 minutes and then you're going to go right back to studying and you know in another two hours I get to engage and talk to my friends. That is going to help you feel better so you don't feel isolated and you know hey I'll only have an hour and 45 minutes or two hours to talk to my friends and then while you're studying after like a half hour take a break start listening to music dance a little bit and so there's always there's always tempo there's always this upbeat um kind of environment that you're listening to music you're dancing and then you're going to socialize with friends and you get back to your studies so when you're studying don't be checking your text messages don't be doing any of that just focus as much as you can on the studying and then there's going to be time for you to engage with your friends. There's going to be time for you to listen to music and dance and go right back to it. And I think that is really going to help a lot with your mood because you're looking forward to something. Another tip is exercise. There have been so many studies that have been done on the power of exercise on your mental health, right? You start working out, you start creating all these endorphins, dopamine, all these great chemicals for your brain. Exercise, even if it's just 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is. Do something. Anything is better than nothing. If you play basketball or go for a walk or I don't know, what are you going to do for, for exercise? Dance. Um, just do something as opposed to nothing. If you're playing sports, go kick a soccer ball, go throw a baseball, go try to do something, something that you like. The key thing is you have to create your own structure. If school is going to create their structure, so there's Zoom calls, but you have to create structure for fun time and work time. There's work is work, fun is fun. Don't mix the two. Keep them separate. So I've spent so much time on other episodes. It's all about balance. And when you're at home because of COVID, you don't have the balance because you're not structuring time to have fun and maybe you're spending too much time on Netflix and there's all these distractions. If you're doing that, it's going to be so hard for you to get back into wanting to attend class and do assignments. It's balance. If you love watching Netflix and you want to watch 17 seasons of Grey's Anatomy, go for it. But it's time when you set aside that I'm going to watch movies or whatever it is that you're going to do. So go watch your movies but there's also going to be a time when you're studying and you're doing your work. You can't just be one dimensional and it's all play and no work or all work and no play. It's all about balance. That's true with school and it's also true in your work life and the rest of your life. So exercise, eat healthy, get plenty of rest, study hard, play hard. And when you're at home, there's no line between your school and the rest of your life. And you have to create those lines for yourself. When are you in school? When are you in study mode? And when are you going to start chilling? And I know for me, that was hard because I was working all the time because I'm there at home. If I was at a job, I'd probably be looking at the clock. I'm like, when can I get out of here? And then I have a physical separation. 
But when you're at home, you don't have that physical separation. So you have to you have to create that for yourself in some way. Okay, so I came up with an acronym for COVID for an inspiration. So C stands for consistency, meaning routine. You need to have a routine so every single day you know what you're doing during a specific time. When you're in school, you know first period is from 8 o'clock to 9 and second period is from 9 to 10. You need to have a similar routine when you're done with school. From a certain period of time, let's say from 1 to 2, you're going to study. And from, well, I don't know, 3 o'clock to 3.15, you're going to get on Zoom and talk to your friends or get on the phone or whatever. But just have a consistent routine so you know when you're studying for school and you're going to have time for play, watching movies, whatever it is. But the key thing is come up with a time and create that structure because without that structure, remember, given leisure, man will self-destruct. O is for optimism. You have to keep a positive attitude. How do you do that? Find some books that are going to inspire you. Listen to music that's going to make you happy. Do something that you like so that you can be optimistic that it's going to get better. There's going to be a better day. You're going to soon be with your friends. We're going to go back to school. So just stay optimistic because what's the alternative? To be negative, that's just not going, that's just not going to help you. V is for validation. Validation from engaging with others and talking to your friends that are experiencing the same feelings that you're experiencing so that you know that if you feel down, that's okay. That's normal. And so to hear other people talk about whatever struggles or challenges that you're facing, to hear other people talk about these things validates what you're feeling. And also just the validation of just interacting with other people and having that that acceptance from others, that's important. I, I is for inspiration. Find inspiration from things that you like. Find inspiration on who you want to become and what you want to do. Create a vision board of the things that you want in your life. Whatever it is, big house, car, family, vacations, have something in front of you that is going to inspire you. So when you don't feel like doing something, just know who you want to be, who you want to become, what you want to have. Look at your vision board. And D is for determination. So I just finished a what six-part series on hard work, and I profiled top athletes. And the one thing that's consistent upon all of them is they had determination, also known as hard work. If you're determined, you can overcome any challenge that comes your way. In the article, the two, one of the girls said she snapped out of it and realized like, hey, I'm not even trying. What am I doing? Who am I? And she was determined to snap herself out of the situation and do something. Even though she had fallen to the ground, she didn't forget who she was or who she is. And she got right back up and she was determined to do it. And she snapped out of it before her sister, but she was determined to bring her sister along. And she got it before her sister and made coffee and opened her laptop. And then she went to go pull up her sister up that mountain and look out for her. If you can find a friend or a peer or a teacher, somebody that can pull you along when you just can't pull yourself. We're all there. We all have those situations 
where we just don't feel like getting out of bed or we just don't feel like doing something. But if you get to have somebody that's going to be there and have your back, that's what you do. So COVID, consistency, optimism, validation, inspiration, determination. Regardless of what obstacles you have in your life, whether it's COVID or anything else, these principles are going to help you stay on track. Take care, guys.